Hey, this is Karen, Coach's Corner Chats, and on the episode for today is Jamie Bartlett. Jamie, where are you at and what are you up to? Uh, I live in uh, Kenton, Ohio, uh, and Kenton, Ohio is uh, northwest Ohio and probably about a half an hour south of Finley. Uh, so I'm right off of uh, 75 a little bit there, kind of right near Ohio Northern. We're about 15 minutes from 8 Ohio. Uh, and uh, you know what? I'm in the off season right now, so I'm just looking for things to do. Uh, I told my guys when we lost that last game in the district semifinals, life's going to suck now. <laughs> Soccer's gone, and, and now I actually have to figure out what I'm going to do with my time. And so th- th- when I saw you uh, looking for a guest, I said, yep, I'm jumping all over that. That's awesome, and I appreciate you hopping on. Um, how long have you been at Kenton? Uh, I moved to Kenton in 1998, uh, and I actually uh, came from the Cleveland area. I grew up in the Cleveland area, uh, graduated from college, and then there was a job opening here and uh, was uh, been living here ever since. Uh, it's become a, a great home for my wife and I and two kids. Have you been the coach of the soccer team for that for that long period of time? You know, I was the JV coach from 1998 to 2000, and then I've been the head coach since. So I'm kind of a dinosaur now <laughs> in coaching years. What what has been some of the, I guess, when you first started versus now, what are some things that you look back at those? Because, you know, I just finished my second year. What are some things when you look back at your first couple that you're like, oh, that was maybe I've learned from or what things or what things do you keep doing? What things maybe have you changed? Oh, yeah. You know, it, it, a lot has changed. You know, uh, when I moved here, you know, football was was at its highest point in Kenton. We had the uh, Coach Mock and we had the Air Mock boys running the show and we were winning some state titles and coaching uh, while your football team is very successful was a a very difficult time uh, here in Kenton, Ohio. And so it took quite a while to get our footing set on the ground here. Um, Kenton was not a soccer town, uh, not a lot of feeder programs when I moved here. Um, We had kids that, you know, were just really good kids. They just wanted to play, but they just hadn't played a lot of soccer. Uh, and so over the course of time, uh, we've thankfully put Kenton on the map when it comes to soccer. You know, we've been able to uh, make some runs to district, to regional. We won a Western Buckeye League crown, uh, but, but it was a lot of hard work where we kind of went down when my son was really young and, and, and coached his group from the age of about six on up until they got in high school. Uh, and we had about 15 of them. And, and boy, did we reap the rewards of that just by getting our hands dirty a little bit there. <laughs> and so. so- so the kind of that focus of dealing with the youth and building it up from there is, was a humongous kind of instigator for being positive and successful. It, it really was, you know, we don't have a lot of kids that go play club here in Kenton. Um, and, and a lot of them will just kind of play in house or they'll travel with just the rec league around here. And uh, you know, we started to encourage kids to play a little bit more clubs. So we got a few kids doing it there. Uh, we've seen our training go from, you know, maybe in the season when I first moved here uh, to year round pretty much now with uh, lifting. And we have a, a brand new field house facility that, that's 50 by 50 that we're allowed to play in basically all winter long. And so we're playing and lifting and doing things, you know, from December on until uh, July just to kind of get ready for the season. So you're almost creating opportunities for the boys to play as much as possible since maybe right now, a lot of them don't have those opportunities outside of the, out of your setting. 
Correct. Yeah. We, we try to give them as much opportunities as we can. We go to futsal tournaments in the winter. You know, we went down to Mason last winter, had a great tournament down there where I think Steve McCollum runs a facility down there. Mason had a, had a fun tournament there. A lot of colleges up here run futsal tournaments, Defiance College, Bluffton University, Ohio Northern. And, and so we're trying, we get involved with those. Uh, and then in the summer, man, between camps and tournaments and seven on sevens, we try to get to. We just we just try to play a lot of soccer, but also focus on the lifting aspect as well. That's awesome. That's awesome. Now, what what league is it again that you guys play in? We're in the uh, Western Buckeye League with like your Lima Shawnee, Ottawa Glandorf, Elida, Salina, St. Mary's. You know, Lima Shawnee just won again last night and they were in the regional final for the uh, third year straight. And so they'll be playing Lexington on Saturday. Last year, they made it to the final four uh, and fell to uh, eventual state champs Warren Holland. Uh, three to nothing, which that was a pretty solid Warren Holland team last year. <laughs> I was going to say at that point, when you start putting up scores like that, that's pretty impressive. Oh yeah. So, so we we're in a very competitive league. It's uh it's, it's, it's fun, but, but boy, you have to compete night in night out if you want uh, success in this league. And you talked about coaching your son from that younger age and up. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the experience of coaching him at the high school level? What was that dynamic like? Oh, it was so much fun. You know, that, that freshman year ended and I'm like, man, I got three more years of this, you know, (laughs) every single minute of it. And and you try not to blink. And apparently I did. And the next thing I knew we were bowing out to Bay in the regional final, his senior year and his career was over as well as the 15 other kids that were basically like my kids. Cause you know, they stay at my house all the time, you know, we're a small community of about 8,000. And so I, I teach all these kids in middle school. I coach them at the youth soccer camps growing up and then I've coached them in high school. So we, we know each other pretty well. And so that was a, uh, a rough year to say goodbye to like 15 of my sons. <laughs> when that year ended what what got you into into coaching soccer in the in the first place was it something that you play did you play as uh, when you were younger I, I did I, I grew up uh, on the east side of Cleveland in, in a town called Madison High School right near Geneva on the lake and uh, I was fortunate enough to go to Ashland University and play a couple years of college uh, and then yeah, I knew once I left college that I was going to be coaching somewhere, you know, it's just, where can I find my job? I was fortunate in college that we hired uh, Steve Parker, who was the university of Akron's coach back in 1986. And he was like the division one coach of the year. And he came to Ashland for one year wow. and boy, talk, talk about just learning a lot from a legend there. And uh, I feel like he, he taught me so much in the one year that he came to Ashland and, and coached us that uh, a lot of things he taught. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to remember that. I'm going to make sure I do this and that and uh it's just been a passion of mine you know I grew up playing it my brothers and sisters played it uh we got our kids involved in it it's just something that all my friends did when I was in high school all my friends in college did the same thing and it was just something I knew was going to be a big part of my life what the other thing that I love about it is like you said you said a dinosaur but (laughs) what keeps that like fire and that passion going because that is one of the things you don't see a whole lot of coaches that have kind of have that longer tenure. So what has been something that's kind of kept you at Kenton and continue to just get after it? Cause even just talking to you, I can just tell that there's this fire about Kenton soccer and, and continuing to keep like creating almost a year round. Like we'll take the 28 days off what that they tell us. And then we're getting right mm-hmm. back to it. You got it. That's what we're doing there. Uh, it, it's just been something that, you know, it's, it's just part of my routine, my daily life here. Uh, you know, I love the kids here in Kenton. We get excited at the middle school. We talk soccer. We try and get them going, get them ready. Uh, we get them up to the high school. And 
And, you know, is there going to come a point where I'm probably going to be like, yeah, I kind of need some time off. I kind of just need to like relax and do it. I'm not there yet. I, I guess that's when I'll really feel like a dinosaur is when I do hit that spot right now. I, I, you know, I go to my league meetings and I look around the room and I'm like, I'm the oldest, you know, tenured guy here. You know, it didn't used to be that way. And how did, how did this happen? I'm supposed to be the young pup in the room. And, and then now you guys are looking at me for advice and man, my career just keeps adding up in years. And uh, it's just, it's just fun, you know, and when it stops being fun, it's probably when I'm going to have to probably say, okay, it's time to turn to someone else. I have a wonderful assistant. Uh, he was one of my players and he graduated back in 2008 and he probably almost thinks eats and sleeps more soccer than me. And, uh, you know, it's great because, you know, he's a guy that he'll say something to me and, and, and I'll be like, no, that's not what we're doing. And then we'll get into a little bit of an argument and then we'll work it out and, and we'll go from there. So it's kind of great to have, he's got the rapport with, kids and i think he keeps things fresh for me as well really really helps i think the the i like the the idea of having an assistant who isn't a yes man who Mm -hmm. is a i think the cool thing for you to be able to to give him the opportunity like here give me some thoughts on what you think we need to do or work on and then we'll work through it and we'll you know we may just may disagree or we may go with it um and bodes well for him if he moves on to like to be a head coach somewhere else Oh, exactly. And, and, and at some point, you know, he, that, that's ideally, I think he would love to be involved with soccer 24 seven, you know, mm-hmm. he loves coaching here in town, you know, he's very proud of his alumni here and then he does a great job and the kids love him. And, you know, I'm in my mid forties and here he is in his low thirties. So he's sometimes keeps that connection there too. If I'm like, Oh yeah, he's right, man. That, that is probably, you know, right there. So, so we think a lot, we bounce ideas off of each other and we go to the national coaches convention. We'll go out to Kansas city here in January nice. uh, and we both go and we just, you know, we hit as many sessions as we can. We'll compare some notes. We'll try to pick people's brains while we're there. Cause, cause just like with teaching, you're never done learning. And mm-hmm. definitely in soccer, when you think, you know, it all, that's when you don't. Um, you always hear people say that kids are different nowadays than they were. Um, have, do you see kids um, the way you coach them and, and what have you, but are there things that they're different than what they were when you started back in the early two thousands to now, like 20 years later? Yeah. And, and it, but, but like every, everything, every program's probably facing this, it, they've got phones, you know, they've got video games, they've got esports. you know, there are just so many things that grab kids' attention, you know, and, and they can just be distracted for so long with those things. Uh, it's like my sister and I, our big thing is we, we just try to make everything fun because if it's fun, they're going to want to be there. Uh, if it's not fun, then, then they're going to want the distractions in their life. So, so we just try to make things competitive, up-tempo, as fun as we can. Because um, like you said, we're competing with quite a few things there. Our kids today may be a little bit softer than when we were kids. I'm, I'm sure, you know, th- things have changed over the course of time there. I, I, you know, I heard my, all, all my elders say, oh, man, you guys have it easy nowadays. And then, you know, now we're saying, oh, hey, kids, you guys kind of have it easy nowadays. And so every generation, <laughs> I think, thinks they had it harder than the generation before um there's just so many more things vying for kids' attention than when we were kids or or me <laughs> yeah for sure i always talk about man if i had social um i'd be getting in so much trouble i've been in trouble yeah <laughs> yeah people see or heard what i was saying or doing uh as a youngster uh, the other thing that popped up and i love the you were talking about the akron coach that uh made an impact on you what 
what about him was something that just kind of was a magnet for you and something that kind of like I can tell he put, he poured a lot of positive things into you. It was, it was his calm demeanor. You know, he would stand on the sideline with like a straw hat. He'd get a blade of grass, put it between his teeth. And then if he wanted to call you over and he just put his arm around you and he would just say, Hey, this is what I want you to do. And, you know, he did just, he just, he just tell you, and he wasn't yelling at you. He wasn't screaming at you, you know, and then just some of the, the, the ideas he had that, that, you know, up to that point, you know, I had some really good high school coaches. um, But when he came, it was like, wow, I feel really, you know, like my eyes have been open a little bit, just to some things that maybe I hadn't been open to drills that we, he may have shown us there. Uh, just the way he, he treated us and the way he kind of talked to us and just, just his, the way he composed himself and held himself, just a very knowledgeable individual. And, and the game just seemed to come very easy to him. The, the cool thing is how you didn't, there wasn't any like crazy energetic, screaming or anything he was just kind of like always uh I think it's cool when coaches take that moment to kind of have those individual conversations with guys because you can just kind of get a better feel for them and those relationships is is that something a lot some of the things that you've taken and and use within your coaching as well Oh yeah. I, I think uh, my assistant and I are just are very relational with the players. I, I think that that's the biggest thing we try to get uh, into our players is, is just develop the relationships. It's kind of like teaching too, you know, kids are going to want to be in your class, learn a little bit more, you know, with the relationships you have with them. And we've carried that into soccer. Uh, we're just, we're just open and honest with the guys. And we're always telling them, listen, man, if you guys want to know where you're at, our door's always open. And we're not going to lie to you, you know, Hey, you know, if you're, you're the 18th guy, if you want to move up the chain, be a little bit higher, these are the things you need to work on to move up the chain and see the field a little bit more. So we're just open and honest with the guys. We keep the relationships. Do we get excited sometimes? Sure. We're coaches, you know, that's just going to happen at times <laughs> there, but, but I think we do a really good job of, of being level-headed too. Uh, and, and just trying to make sure, you know, the kids know we're there for you. Okay. We're, we're going to help you. We're going to compete. We're going to do the best that we can. And uh, it, you know, it just, it just, makes it a nice two-way street there has being do you do you think it's a uh an advantage being a middle school teacher versus maybe like a high school because you get to kind of start building and putting in their heads like hey high school soccer boys high school soccer and they get a couple years of seeing you in the building and stuff like that I think it does help. Uh, what hurts me is they go to the high school and there's no soccer over there. It's all football coaches. <laughs> so I'm mean, <laughs> you know, I'm trying to, you know, impact them there. Um, but I honestly do think it does help because the kids will come and, you know, I'll, I might be watching game film during planning period and they'll say, Hey, what are you doing? I'll go, Hey, look at this, man. Look at the game from last night. And they'll sit down They'll watch the game a little bit with me there. We'll have some conversations. Uh, we, we got a nice middle school league here. That's non OSHA certified. It's just like a club middle school and they mm-hmm. play in Northwest Ohio. So, and then they're playing indoor right now. So we try to give them opportunities to just play and Hey, results don't really matter. Just go play, go have fun, learn the game, want to keep coming back. And, and so, you know, that's being at that middle school level where they are young and impactful that sometimes can help to an advantage. How long have you guys, have you had the the middle school soccer program? Like how's, how's it set up? And like, for instance, mine, we do not have anything like that. And I would love to, but I just don't know how to go about, I mean, what are, how's the kind of setup and how long have you guys been doing that? We're, this is probably about year six that we've done it. And I had kind of taken some concerns to our Western Buckeye League coaches. And I said, listen, guys, I have to have something at my middle school. Because when the first thing the sixth graders do when they come to middle school is they want to play a sport. Well, what sports in the fall? You've got football, 
and you've got cross country. I said, I have to have something to offer these kids mm -hmm. so I don't lose all these kids right away to football. And so we, I talked with the league and we had uh, one of our coaches' wives that was in the uh, Wakosa West Central Ohio Soccer Association. And she said, hey, I got some contacts over here. If we try to do this with all the Western Buckeye League teams and even surrounding schools that want to become involved in this, you know, I can set up a software program that we can schedule the games. And, you know, we can, you know, and so we kind of got in this together. I think we have like 14 boys teams and 14 girls teams that each play like 10 games. Um, like I said, it's not OSHA certified. So let's say a kid wants to play club soccer in the fall at a middle school age, he can still come over and play in ours because there's nothing OSHA yeah. to keep them away from doing that there. And so this was, like I said, this is year six. It's very smooth. You know, it's kind of, you know, I'm like co-commissioner. So if there are any issues that arise, they'll either call me or the, the main lady and we'll just talk it through and say, okay, this is how we should handle this. Um, but, but it's grown each year and it's just been something nice to offer our boys and girls when they get to middle school. They want to be a part of a middle school sport. Now they can be a part of soccer. The one thing I just heard and I love is it wasn't like, hey, let's just get Kenton kids playing. You reached out to all of the league like, look, because I'm, I'm guessing there's probably a similar setup for most of the schools, kind of like some place, some club ball, but majority were trying to create opportunities. So I think it's big of you because like, look, in the big scheme of things, we want kids playing as many kids playing the game of soccer. Um, and the more that do well, kind of like you were talking about the one team right now that's doing really well. Um, with Lima Shawnee that's doing yeah. well in the tournament like that look is good for your league it's good exactly. for your program like to say look we're playing against a team that's now has a chance to go all the way to the state finals okay. um, and I think it's really cool that you didn't just say oh let's set, create something for Kenton let's create something for the you know WBL Oh yeah. And, and I knew, like I said, no one really had it. And, and ideally people want to get the sport to where it's recognized by OSHA, but then you're going to need, like, you're going to have to pay your coaches at the middle school level. Then you're going to have to find certified referees that, that are doing high school games in the fall that are going to be available to do middle school games mm -hmm. in the fall. So there's a lot of like, you know, I, I'm happy with just the way it is. And, and I, I pay my middle school coach some, you know, Hey, you're, you're a big help to me. You're a big asset here. This doesn't feel like I'm doing anything for you, but thank you so much for helping us out here you know it's a, it's it's what we can do here and it's been it's just been great to see because now i got you know 18 to 20 kids that are at least playing in seventh and eighth grade is who who ends up being the coaches at the middle school level typically it, it would be let's say a parent that was involved that, that a lot of times the parents or would be alumni that have come through the program that, that I know and uh, okay I trust you you guys can do a good job mm -hmm. I had some middle school teachers do it uh, for the past five years but one of them just took a job in Canal Winchester uh, and so I lost him he was uh, you know Chris Becker was his name and he was a great great asset for me there and my other guy still teaches in Kenton but he lives in Marysville now so his all of our games are like in west central Ohio so the exact opposite of where he lives yeah, love so, drive. Yeah. So right now we're just trying to get some parents who, who know the game that can kind of take over, but I did have some nice stability for about five or six years there. <laughs> That's awesome. Especially when there's other, like another couple of teachers in the building that are like, you were just joking about with the high school when they go there and then it's like, Oh great. You're just hearing football, football all the time in the hallway. Um, and what have you. It, in terms of, uh, where you kind of see yourself going do you see yourself just kind of like once you're done with Kenton will you be done or do you have uh you know you talked about quote-unquote commissioner of would you want to be 
maybe move into a, a like a athletic director or a more administrative type thing or it's tough the athletic directorship is an appealing uh, position for me you know but my my daughter's a senior this year so she's going to be leaving and we're going to be uh, empty nesters next year oh. which is going to be a just a different situation for my wife and I you know just we're just so used to having our kids run our lives uh, uh, being mm-hmm. here for us there to, to where you know, at some point I may want something to do along those lines where I'm just getting involved with the sports. I, I'm not a hundred percent sure. I know when our kids graduate college and they move on to their own homes and lives, we'll, we'll probably want to follow them a little bit and kind of be near them a little bit. And so who knows, maybe, maybe grandpa will get to coach the kids <laughs> that they have down the road at a, at a young age there. So it, awesome. it, it's up in the air. Like I said, it, it, uh, being an AD does have some appeal. I'm just not a hundred percent sure if I want to devote that much time to it or not yet, because <laughs> I've seen what RAD does and they're very busy. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Um, that does your, did your, or does, did or does your daughter play as well? She did. This was her last year in Kenton. She was, she's a senior. So her season just ended a couple weeks ago. So it was really fun. You know, I coached her growing up. I coached my son growing up. I wasn't able to coach her in high school. Obviously I coached the boys, uh, but I was at all of her games and, you know, gave her advice along the way. And so it was, it was just a lot of fun seeing both my kids come through the program and play. And then they both did a great job. What, what is the dynamic like, uh, so for one, being on the sidelines with your son, so you're giving like direct information and dealing with the ups and downs of coaching. What was it like to be on the parent side, sitting in the stands, watching your daughter? What Was it an easy transition or did you find yourself sometimes like, I got to go walk or I got to do something. Yeah. I'm going to become a distraction more than a... <laughs> It's a lot louder on that sideline. I can say that being in the parent section, <laughs> it is definitely a, a little bit louder um, in, in terms of the fans. It, you know, you can just sense the emotion coming from them. You know, um, it, it was difficult at first because you're right. I'm used to pulling, you know, my son aside or any one of my players aside and saying, okay, when you go out here this next time, this is what I want you to work on. Well, my daughter's playing, I'm on the fan side. And so even when she comes out of the game, I don't have that input. And even if I did, I'd want to be making sure whatever coach was telling you, I was reiterating what coach was telling you, not telling you something completely different. So yeah, it, it, it's, it was interesting, you know, coaching for a long time uh, to become a fan. Definitely. Uh, you're like, man, I kind of like being on the coach sideline a little bit better. <laughs> <laughs> um, did now does she have any desires to go to the next level with soccer or she she dabbles in everything so she's just started basketball up she's in our show choir you know she uh and and so she's gonna she's done track uh she's done a little bit of club soccer so she's one that she likes to do it all you know she cheerleaded this fall for the first time so she did soccer and cheerleading her sophomore year she did cross country and soccer during the same season so she just kind of picked up everything and she's very involved and you know uh, she she likes everything I mean, that's the night. That's the good thing about her. She wants to be a part of things there. Uh, she did a great job uh, at that next level. I think she might get involved like intramurally. Well, she'll want to go and have some fun with her friends, uh, but I'm just not a hundred percent sure. Land, my son landed. It was pretty easy. He was passionate about it. And, and, you know, I see right now he's with Ramon and Andreas down there at UC um, on the, on the, on the club soccer team at UC. Um, so soccer was his passion. It's what he wanted to do. And, and so I did fun because I have two kids that have just different passions and it was neat to see them explore different options. Yeah, because that was one of the things that kind of connected me with you was, um, so we've got two kids that played at Middletown High School who are now on the club team at UC. And then seeing your kind of retweeting of how well they did this past weekend, 
uh, in which now they're headed to, to regionals. Um, what has that experience been for, for your son playing at the, cause you know, there's club soccer at college, like, you know, what the, what's the level like, what's the experience like, what, what is that for someone who maybe is like, I want to play, but I don't know if I want to put the time and effort into being like a, a full-time, you know, college soccer player, what is the benefits and what things has he enjoyed about the experience of doing uh, club soccer at the college level? It, it is definitely a less of a commitment. Just like if you were to go to college and play your sport, you're going to be there five, six, seven days a week, and you're going to have, you know, practice at a set time and you're going to have lifting at this time and game travel uh, for them. It's a couple days a week that they get together with their buddies and play. Um, you're going to keep in shape on your own uh, because, you know, you're not going to have all the practices to kind of keep yourself in shape there. Um, the competition is great. There, there are some really quality kids on that team. Uh, I think they have one young man who, when the club left, when the team left two years ago, when they disbanded the program at UC, uh, he's from Uganda. He stayed on the team. I, I know everyone else, I think, went a different direction and found a new school to play at. He kind of stayed. And the rest of the guys are guys that probably had some fantastic high school careers, you know, that wanted to play but there's no option at UC. And so therefore your club soccer is, is your only option there. You know, Landon as a freshman played, and I think he said there were 90 kids that came to the tryout that first year when he got there as a freshman year. Uh, I went and tried to travel to as many games as I could just to kind of support him and watch how things were going there. And um, last year, you know, that it got wiped away due to COVID. So they didn't really have a season. And then this year, you know, uh, it's just great to, to see how successful they are. Cause you know, they had to win regionals to, to get the automatic bid to nationals. And so that's where I think uh, they're going to Alabama on the 18th through the 20th of this month with, I think 24 other teams uh, that will also be down there. Uh, and there were some really good teams at the regional level that we watched. I thought Northwestern was a fantastic team, you know, and we beat them one, nothing in the semifinals there. Um, and they had to work really hard. I mean, I think these kids could probably compete at a D three D two level with other college teams uh, just there's only a couple days a week so they're not getting that rigorous training daily mm -hmm. that those kids are getting there but, but there's some exciting players on that team and even the other teams that are there so club soccer is a a really quality atmosphere to go watch some really good players um and i'm excited i'm gonna head down to nationals to catch the boys and then you know i was talking to ramon and andreas's mom they're going down and so it was just kind of fun just being a fan all over again with a bunch of parents that i hadn't really met yet because I've been to a few of the games, but, mm -hmm. but when we were there at regionals, it, we, we just hung out. We just had a great time. I, I think it's so cool because I know Ramon and Andreas, like Ramon for sure, like is a crazy goal scoring machine when he was in high school. Was. Uh, Andreas <laughs> was, is just like a solid, just, you know, both of them could have gone and played wherever, but you know, sometimes mm -hmm. you just say, I just want to be a college student, but there's yeah. still that passion to play. Um, and I think it's so cool, but I don't think, I don't know if people ever think about, you know, it's always like, oh, I got to go D1, D2, D3. But then you've, you know, people kind of struggle with those decisions. But then there's always these other options. I don't think people understand because I'm with you. Um, I know because their brother was my assistant coach my first year. And he mm -hmm. said, man, these, this, this, these guys are really, really stinking good. Like he said, mm -hmm. same as you. He said, we could take them and go play some of these college teams and we would hang no problem. Uh, type of thing so I think it's so cool for them some of those guys that can keep that 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 drive going and such and the fact that you're wearing like the Cincinnati I saw their uniforms are sick like look so nice 
they got the uniforms from the team when they left. The university gave them the uh, the varsity uniforms, and oh, so man. those those uniforms are. You're right; they're sick, man. They're they're really nice. I saw them, and I was like, man, that is some nice looking gear for. Um, now, is there a cost that goes into something like that to help keep that kind of thing rolling? Yeah, or? Uh, for I think it was for every player that played this year. I think the fee was like two hundred and fifty bucks, and that was to like rent a facility for the bands and just things along those lines. There, I, I'm not. I'm still trying to figure out what the fee will be for nationals. You know, it keeps asking my son, "Hey, do you got a price on that yet?" <laughs> so I know what we're looking at, <laughs> and so I, so we, we don't know yet. So yeah, each kid does that there, and I know this year uh, they had a hundred. And like 30 kids try out for club soccer this year <laughs> it was a, a an Amazing. enormous number there so it's nice to see that it's growing that people want to do it and and like i said they've got some pretty solid players out there and you're like ramon and andreas were so much fun to watch play <laughs> yeah and and i know for sure just the, if they're there and i know you know just sounds like your son plays at a pretty high level as well um that's just awesome just to be continuous around yourself with that it's almost kind of like what you were building. You've been building at Kenton. Like we're just creating opportunities to play. Like, look, son, go to UC, crush it in your classes and whatever. But look, if you want to go play, what an opportunity. UC's got one set up for you. Let's keep doing it. Oh, yeah. And I, and I was thrilled because I got another guy that graduated with Landon who's up at Syracuse. And his team qualified for nationals. And so okay. we're hoping that maybe when we go down there, that, that they might get to meet on the field. That'd be a lot of fun. Two two yeah. dudes that just grew up together playing best of friends and get to play each other down there. And that's wild, too, because Kenton, you said it's a, a, a town of 800. We, no, we got about we're about 7000. Sorry, 7000. 7, my bad. So, but, but but still, yeah, very rare to, to yeah. have two guys make it down there. So we're we're pretty excited. We've been talking to his mom and dad about it, and we're all flying down at similar times and just gonna just go enjoy that weekend. That is so cool. That's just awesome. I think it's just yeah. And then I love the fact that you have the the kind of the flexibility to be able to go and and see because I know they played this past week in Indiana or past weekend. So that's just you know just across the border. That kind was of right. thing. It was a couple hours drive, but yeah, about three hours. Um, and, and I was very unprepared. I kind of just said, I'll come down and watch you on Saturday. And then they beat Ohio State and they beat Grand Valley State. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to stay all night, but I don't have any clothes. I don't have any toiletries. So I'm gonna <laughs> go I had to go shopping <laughs> and they made it worth my while by, by making that coming through on Sunday and winning both those games uh, to get the automatic bid there. So, but it, it was nice that they were only three hours away. Well, the other thing too is when, cause when they said, yeah, we're playing in Indiana, I was like, Oh, probably some podunk place. And they're playing there at grand park. I'm like, there's like, I think the big 10 tournament or some stuff was going on there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so just the quality, like I expect the one down in Alabama is going to be a, an amazing facility as well. I assume we'll be outside. I mean, we were inside up there at grand park and there are three turf fields they had there, which was really nice this past weekend, you know, being inside, I assume down in Alabama, right on the beach. Cause they're right on golf coast there uh, be warm enough that maybe they're going to be a nice complex down there. But I think uh, be my first time in Alabama. So I'm kind of looking forward to it. Just kind of seeing some great soccer while I'm there and just yeah. enjoying a little bit of relaxation. Kind of talking about college and all that type of stuff. You mentioned earlier being really almost in a triangle of like Defiance and uh, Ohio Northern and and what have you up in that in Bluffton, et cetera. But how has that been helpful for you having those types of programs around uh, around Kenton High School? You know, we like to take the guys and, and venture out to uh, 
to go catch college games. You know, we, we've got a, a wonderful rapport with Ohio Wesleyan University. I've taken my team up there to Jay Martin and his camp like six of the last seven years. Um, and, and so every year we try and take the guys and go to Ohio Wesleyan and, and support his program and watch a game. And he takes the time to come out and talk to the kids after the game and just say hi to everybody. And, and so it's one of those relationships things again. You know, we have a uh, the Bluffton coach. Uh, he's, a, he's a new one this year, but he's, he's done a fantastic job there. So they just lost in the semifinals there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, we, we've gone and watched some of his games. Uh, Defiance has Corey Booker up there at Defiance. We've gone up to his, uh, you know, his uh, indoor things he's done for us for futsal tournaments. And he coached us at uh, one year at uh, Ohio Wesleyan. He was in charge of our team. So, so you know, we've, we've kept in touch. Alan Yost from Capital, you know, coached my team one year. We keep in touch all the time and we talk about the kids and just the game of soccer itself. Uh, but, but, but you're right, Ohio Northern's right down the road. So we just, we try to use them as resources uh, and we just try to, you know, encourage our kids, hey, there are places you can go play if you want to go around here. And if not, hey, there are places that you can go elsewhere. But but it is great to just have a lot of resources within, you know, an hour and a half of us. The one thing I love about it sounds like you keep bringing up relationships. And the other thing is the idea of, of actually going and creating those relationships. Like Like you're going, you have to experience things. And I think you do a great job of one, setting up programs within your, you know, your program, but it's, you're willing to take go out and say, look, let's go to Ohio West, you know, and do stuff with them, or let's go to Defiance with Corey and let's do some stuff with them. Like they, they get to be immersed. They get to experience. I think that's one of the big things is like this college thing sounds really, really kind of daunting, but then when you go and you find like, Oh, he coaches just like, uh, like coach Bartlett does, or, you know, Oh, we do a lot of drills kind of like this too, or just to see the whole kind of like, uh, I think it's really, really cool for them to to be a part of. Oh, it is. And we also like the fact that, you know, sometimes our voice just gets old on the kids and they just hear it over. And, and it's always great to even hear college coaches come in and, and say similar things, you know, but but it's coming from a college coach. So, oh, man, that sounds like a great idea. Well, yeah, we've been saying that for years. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's a different voice. So it's great to have them come in. And, and it's also reaffirming to us as coaches. Hey, we are on the right. We are doing those things. You know, we, we do talk about that. We do practice those things there. And then and they are doing it at the college level. So it works kind of both ways there. I agree with the, like, I can, you can only say things so many times and they're like, dude, if I hear it one more time, coach, but then it is kind of like, Oh, wait a minute. Did he just say what exactly. I think he said? Yeah. We've been bringing that up as well. And I think the cool thing too, is when uh, I've tried to keep telling my boys, like the only difference as you get older is this, you know, the time and, and you know, the space becomes a lot smaller but it's still soccer. It's still the same. So it's still, it, you know, the mistakes you make at the, you know, youth grade levels versus high school all the way up are the same ones that are going to get you in trouble uh, or the things you're good at. Uh, you just have to do it cleaner, quicker uh, and, and what have you in terms of. Uh, well, let me ask this, because I was wondering, what do you teach? I I, uh, I taught math for about fifteen or sixteen years, uh, and then I, I needed a new day. And we got we were part of a, a grant from the Asia Society, uh, and the Asia Society was a global initiative. And we opened two new classes at my building, and one was called Global Studies. And I have been a Global Studies teacher now for about seven years. Uh, and basically, we look at the world today 
We don't look at the past uh, and, and we look at problems that are going on around the world and we attempt to come up with solutions to the problems. You know, so mm. we can look at, you know, human trafficking, you know, might be an issue that kind of comes up. It's just a, a topic we can address in certain countries there. And we might talk about it and we might, you know, look, okay, what can we do to address these problems here? Um, and it's just been a, a fun class. It's just been a, I needed a new day after teaching math for so long. I got my new day and uh, I'm a semester class for seventh grade half the year. And I'm a semester class for eighth grade the other half of the year. So uh, just, just, it's been, it's been a lot of fun it's had to have been really wild with like the pandemic coming through and then like elections and um, you know, vaccines and all these types of things that I don't think we do enough with these kids to talk about like things that are affecting them or <clears throat> like across the world. I think it was easy to, it, it was like eye opening when you started seeing that there's other people that had to wear masks and had to deal with all this, uh, you know, the quarantine, like you hear it, but you're like, I don't really feel like anybody else is dealing with it until you actually start kind of looking around and noticing like, Oh, the kids in Australia are going through similar things that we are. And they get like a different feel for things. Oh yeah. That was, that was really helpful there. Uh, so, you know, we, <laughs> we did about four years ago, we did some, I don't know if you're familiar with Haiti and an organization there known as the be like Brit orphanage. Um, we I have a pastor here in town who is big on their board and, and, and helping them out. And we raised about $10,000 in one year time to help pay for internet access to the orphanage in Haiti. And our kids got to be like in charge of, you know, decisions and how we did some things there. So it's so it a really kind of a cool thing for the kids to get to be like the, the change in action, you know, as, as they were kind of doing it and fundraising and doing some things there. So that was a, that was a pretty neat thing we were able to be a part of. What are some of the things, so big relationship type coach, um, what are some of the things that you do to kind of create that within, within the culture? Like what kind of team building things do you all do? Um, what kind of focuses on character, et cetera, do you guys kind of implement? Well, I, we open up our house a lot to events here. You know, we uh, they take the USA and I'm trying to think of the team they just beat in the last game. Uh, who did we just beat in the qualifying round? The Costa Rica? Costa Rica, uh, you know what, we projected the game on the outside of my house, we had a fire and we had the guys come out and we, you know, roasted food and we just we watched the game together, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll take advantage of night, and we'll just project it up on my house and we'll invite the guys out and we'll have a blast kind of doing that. This past summer, we went paintballing uh, one day. Um, we, you know, we we try to go to a crew game uh, throughout the year and support the crew. Um, we, did, we just try to do a lot of things that are non-soccer based, uh, but, but they're just, just team involved. You know, we were going to go tubing this past year, but you know, we weren't able to get up to Belfont to go tubing like we've done in years past. So we just try to have fun events where they just get together and there's just some, some bonding opportunities that straight up fun, just hanging out and just camaraderie. Just the idea of just being a kid, like, just have some fun. There's no structure or anything to it. Just enjoy yourself um, mm -hmm. and what have you. I think that's uh, so cool. The other thing um, is, and I love it, is that you brought up, like it was awesome to coach my son, but the other 15 or the other 14 that made up the 15 were part were my sons as well. Um, so it's family. Oh, that's it a sounds super important to you, not just like you're immediate. Like I can tell that you're super excited to see your, your son and daughter. You talk about being a grandpa and all that stuff. Like you can just tell you're excited about that. 
Has that always been something that even as a youngster was family always something that was just kind of instilled and was like that big piece of your, your equation? It was both my parents had like eight brothers and sisters and and they were super tight. You know, we we spent a lot of time with my dad's family constantly Christmas parties and just summer reunions and just hanging out on the weekends. And so it kind of got instilled to me at a young age, you know, that family is important. And then uh, when, when I moved to Kenton and then I met my wife here, uh, she also teaches. And then, you know, we started to raise our family and then, you know, it's amazing how they always said, you know, your sports will choose your parents' friends. You know, the kid, your kids' activities will determine who you hang out with. Well, it, it did, you know, it, it determined who our friends were there. Um, and, and so if you talk to any one of my players currently, I, th- I think the biggest thing they'll tell you is, is that, you know, KSA, that's, that's our acronym there for Kenton Soccer Association. KSA is one big family and, and that's something we're extremely proud of, you know, something we really promote the heck out of there. Um, and we just try and let the guys know, you know, you might be graduating right now, but all you're doing is you're entering the next phase, which is the alumni phase. And now when you guys need something, you guys, we're just a phone call away. You know, I had a, a guy who graduated in 2004. So you're thinking 17 years ago, I got to go down to his wedding here in Cincinnati in June with all of his ex teammates there uh, in I got to celebrate one of the happiest days of his life. And it was just, it was so awesome to just, he reached out to me, asked me if I'd come to the wedding and I loved it, man. And here he'd been out 17 years. He lived in New York city for about 15 of them. We just kind of kept in touch through texting and some of his friends there. And to get that invite, it, it meant the world to me. And it just, it shows family in action right there. The wild thing. And I always get to hear these little stories from coaches, but it, it amazes the impact that being a coach can have um, on these young men, because it goes on, like even the fact that the Akron coach that you brought up from 20 plus years ago, still like you can just, I remember him putting his arm around me and talking to me about this and all that kind of stuff. And, and for that young man who now is a, you know, an adult and is now getting married and is going to build his family. Um, what has the impact? So we always talk about the impact coaches make, what has the impact been on you, um, personally being a coach for 20 years of a program that you've pretty much built, you know, by hand. It's, it's, uh, uh, it, it just, it's a lot, <laughs> you know, it's kind of, it's kind of hard to put into words there. Uh, it, like I said, you're around those kids so much. And then when you offer them opportunities, you know, almost year round, uh, you know, it just, it just feels like they're extensions of my family, you know, and I know their parents really well, you know, we, we go to sporting events together. We might run into each other at the grocery store, you know, we might go to the same church. And so you just, you just inherit a lot of family members just from, you know, just the soccer team, you know, just for how many siblings that, that they have. Um, and I'm rambling there and I kind of just lost my train of thought. <laughs> like he asked me a question there and I'm kind of, you know, going down this path and I kind of lost my train of thought there. <laughs> yeah. Just more of just the, you know, you, you always hear about what the, you know, the, the impact players get, but I just, I think sometimes we, I've realized from my experience, like, Holy smokes. I'm like, I feel like I'm a better person. For, because these kids you just see the impact you can make and then the the how important it is for how I carry myself and decisions I make and yeah. um you know that the the arm around a kid like how big that is for some, some of these kids that don't get that opportunity to have that kind of um closeness and what have you but um this has been so awesome 
Uh, I've been doing this, man. When I when you when I saw you asking for a guest, I'm like, I'm gonna reach out, man. I'm gonna jump on that. <laughs> yeah, because this has been so cool. It's been really uh, good for me. Like again, the conversations are always awesome. Uh, and then when I share it out, uh, just for people to hear, you know, it would be really cool for you know the people in your coaches in your league or coaches in the area um, to check out. I know it's, you know the guys from Defiance and all that kind of stuff will hop on and, and check it out and and what have you. If if people want to connect with you or a, Hey, I want to find, I want to follow up on uh, how Kenton's doing and what they're up to. What are some good ways to, to connect with you and, and, and stay up to date on what's going on with, uh, you know, KSA. We have Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, Twitter is just, uh, it's uh, KT men's soccer. And I think uh, Facebook is just Kenton men's soccer. And I think the Instagram is uh, KT Men's Soccer. I have a, a Twitter handle. It's just uh, a Galaxy Coach. I used to be the name of my son's team when they were growing up, and I just never changed it. <laughs> it just kind of stayed the name that I've had there. So, you know, and I, as you said, I tweet a lot. You know, I'm, I'm tweeting soccer stuff or things that are kind of going on there. And, you know, we're, we recognize kids' birthdays on our social media, you know, so we try to, to promote some things. Last year during the uh, pandemic, you know, we – we did throwback pictures of kids from when they were like wow. six or seven years old every day. We <laughs> different kid parents sent us pictures and we were able to kind of like put a, a then versus now picture. And so, so we try to, we just try to get our name out there as much as we can and just promote our program and our players in, in, in a positive manner. So, but like I said, we always social media, we have all three facets there that they can, they can follow us on. That's awesome. And I will share all of this information with the, in the show notes and what have you, but I will shut this thing down. This is Karen Coach's Corner Chats, and I'm out. Peace. Peace. <laughs> A big shout out to King and Fifth for hooking me up with the AMRAP beanie. Check them out at kingandfifth.com.